Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tax Check Podcast. I'm Amanda Doucette, your host. I am a lawyer practicing in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada, and I practice tax and I like to talk about tax. So I created a podcast a couple of years ago. Thank you so much for joining in. Today, I just wanted to pop on and give a couple of updates on a few things and also start to talk to you a little bit about what to do now that you've filed your tax return. So maybe we should start by talking about the elephant in the room, which is the CRA strike. Um, I'm recording this on Thursday evening, April 27th. And so as of the time of recording this, the strike is still on. In terms of what I'm noticing on my files or when I'm trying to make phone calls, there's some patterns that are kind of starting to emerge. And I've also been keeping an eye on the CRA website because they've been updating about what the labor disruption means for tax season. So I thought I would do a bit of a summary today of of what my understanding is of the impact of the strike on tax filings and tax matters as of today. Um, Things haven't changed much this week, so I'm guessing they won't change by the time I release this episode. I will put in the show notes the link to the note on CRA's website that's giving updates on the labor disruption. There have been a couple of changes in the last week in terms of what services are available, so it, it doesn't hurt to pop onto this link and just see where things are at. The number one thing to remember is that the tax filing deadline has not changed. You still have to file your tax returns by May 1st, since April 30th is a Sunday this year, and you have to pay your taxes. That, that hasn't changed. And the position of the government is, well, we have e-filing. There's all different ways that you can file your returns. So the fact that there's a strike shouldn't make a difference. And keep in mind, if you're going to file by paper, which you are still allowed to do, there will definitely be delays in processing your paper return. So we're being told that those returns will likely just be held until after the labor disruption is over. So if you want to have your return processed a bit quicker and you want to get perhaps a refund quicker, you want to set yourself up for direct deposit using your My Account and you want to file electronically. In terms of other things about CRA and what is available and what isn't, it seems like there are sort of two groups of CRA officers and I haven't been able to really put a finger on on who's on strike and who isn't, but my understanding is that there's a couple of different unions, and so not all of the CRA officers are in the same union. If you are in the middle of an active audit, pick up the phone and call your auditor and find out if your auditor is there and if your deadlines still need to be met. Operate on the assumption that the deadline still needs to be met, uh, still work towards deadlines that you've been given. Um, That, I think, is a very, very key thing to keep in mind. But don't hesitate to pick up the phone and and see whether they're still working. We know at the Tax Court of Canada level that many of the registry officers are on strike. So I tried calling to to deal with something the other day, and the phone just kind of rang and rang. And uh, my understanding is that many of the registry officers are on strike as well. But the tax court has issued practice directives. If you have case managements, they're going forward. It sounds like if you have trials, they're still going forward. And again, they're encouraging you to file everything electronically. So I think one of the positive things is that, you know, at the tax court level, at the CRA level, there's a lot of written communication explaining what is working, what isn't, um, what you have access to. So just pop on and check that if you're not sure. We know that the individual inquiries line is still working, but it's taking a lot longer to get service. And the chat option has been um, 
is no longer enabled, which is unfortunate because that used to be a nice quick way to get some information. But you can still phone the individual inquiries line and get an answer. However, the business inquiries line is down. Um, and so if you've got a question regarding your business matters, um, you're not going to get an answer on the business inquiries line. Uh, debt management seems to be partially open. Um, there was a, a post indicating that there were limited officers on the debt management calls, and I was able to get through on that line earlier this week. Um, so I'm not sure if it's just that there's a longer wait time. When you're looking at issues of you know dealing with amounts that are owing and trying to figure out payment plans, again, if you have a collections officer you've been working with, I encourage you to pick up the phone and phone them. Find out if they're in the office. Uh, find out you know if you're able to continue having those discussions. We can't um, we can't expect that the strike is going to be able to be used as a reason to halt some of these things. So being proactive is always the best thing to do. So some things are on, some things are off, but um, for the most part, they're they're trying to keep people staffed where there needs to be benefit checks sent out or where individuals have inquiries. And so that's very, very positive. Anyway, I'll put the note in the show notes, but please, if you're listening to this and you have not filed your taxes yet, file them. Um, those deadlines have not been extended. I posted the other day about some reasons of why you should file your tax return. Because often I have clients come to me and they say, well, Amanda, like, I don't think I really owe any tax. Does it matter? Why do I have to file? Well, you do have to file um, your tax returns if you if you owe money. Um, that is that is number one reason to file your tax returns. If you're a corporation, you're legally required to file regardless of whether you owe money or not. But there are a number of, of sort of perks of, of why it's, it's good to, to file your returns as an individual. The one that I always think about is is the time limitations for audit. So CRA has a certain limitation period. And after that point in time, there are a number of hoops they have to jump through to be able to audit you. But that time limit starts from the date that your notice of assessment is issued. And you get one of those once your tax filing is complete. So if you never file your taxes, you don't get a notice of assessment and the time clock never starts ticking. And you really open up that opportunity for them to come in and assess you at any time or also to audit you and potentially hit you with failure to file penalties um, for failing to file on your own. In addition, there's sometimes people who think they don't owe anything, but they don't actually know for sure if they owe anything. And if you do owe something and you haven't filed and, and CRA finds out, there there are some fairly serious penalties. And it's not like those penalties come right away, but if there's a history of non-filing for a number of years and if there are significant amounts that have not been not been disclosed, you can have some pretty serious civil penalties and you can also have some criminal penalties. There is a, a criminal charge regarding failure to file, and it's a strict liability offense. If you haven't filed, you haven't filed. And if you get charged with that and you then go and file your return, it doesn't take away the criminal charge. It's strict liability. So these are some important things to keep in mind. Um, I think it is a good idea to file, to be proactive, to stay on top of things, and uh, you know, to sort of work within the self-assessing system. So just some food for thought if you're sitting there thinking, ah, I'm not going to worry about filing. Also, 
Um, if you're somebody who is self-employed or your spouse or common law partner is self-employed and you're thinking, okay, I have till June 15th, Amanda, to get my filing done, you absolutely do. You're absolutely correct. But what you need to remember is that the actual taxes that might arise out of your June 15th filing are due on April 30th or May 1st this year. So you get some time to file, but interest is going to accrue on that outstanding balance from April 30th, May 1st until you actually do file. This is why it's really important to have some control over your cash flow and a bit of an idea of where your taxes are going to be at. You can always do an installment payment that will help to stop interest charges from accruing um, and you can kind of estimate out your tax. You should be on top of your cash flow enough and on top of your, your profits and losses enough that you know uh, what your estimated tax will be. And I have lots of resources on my website for some really amazing courses you can take and people you can reach out to to help you get on top of your cash flow. Um, but that's something to remember as well. So even though you have some extra time to file, your taxes are technically still due. Okay, so let's say you have filed your taxes and um, you're saying, I'm good, Amanda. I'm compliant. I did what I was supposed to. Uh, what do I do now? And I find that tax filing season tends to be a bit anticlimactic because you kind of work hard and you get all your paperwork together and you either bring it to your accountant or you're doing it yourself and then you file it and then there's this sort of sense of relief like, oh, I'm done. I've met my obligation. But that's the perfect time to consider a few other things because you're kind of coming off that high. So the first, first thing that you want to do is you want to check your notice of assessment. So yes, you might have filed a tax return and in that tax return it might say you are entitled to a refund of X amount or you have to pay X amount. But that's what you filed. That's not necessarily what CRA has assessed. And so you want to take a peek at your notice of assessment. You can get that online. And so if you do have a My Account set up or a My Business account, you can log on to that. And it's actually right on the main page right now. It'll say the status of your 2022 return. And you can click on that button and it will pop up a notice of assessment. And sometimes it's taking a few days for the actual notice of assessment to be available. And instead, the option that you'll see is something called an express notice of assessment. And that's okay. That'll give you the same information. You can take a peek at that and see whether the numbers match. And then what I always do is I PDF my notice of assessment. I save it with all of my tax information. I send it off to my financial advisor. I make sure my accountant has it. Um, and then it's sort of my starting point for the year. It shows what my RRSP uh, limit is for the next year. It'll show how much I have left in my TFSAs for room. It'll set out what all my income amounts are and whether I owed. And it'll also set out whether you have to pay installments for the upcoming year and what those installments usually are. So it's a pretty important document. And it's also the document that if you disagree with the number, it is the document that gives you the ability to object or appeal or say, hey, I, I don't agree with this um, through the internal notice of objection process. And the, the date that's on the top right-hand corner of that document, the mailing date, um, that is the date that you have to look at because you have 90 days from that date to file your objection. 
all of which can now be filed online through your My Account or your My Business account. So that's pretty cool. So grab your notice of assessment, make sure it's correct, put it with your tax filing stuff, um, send it off to your advisors. That's sort of step number one. Step number two is is sort of tracking the payments or the refunds. So if you're supposed to be getting a refund and it's coming by direct deposit, it will not get deposited until the day that your formal assessment is issued. So while it just says express notice of assessment, you won't have your deposit yet. Typically, it happens at the same time that the assessment is issued. So keep an eye on your account. Make sure that the number that goes in there is the number that matches the assessment. If you owe taxes... You'll have a period of time to pay before interest starts accruing. And there are a bunch of options um, for how you can pay. You can still go to the bank and you can ask them to make a payment against your account. We've been told that with the strike, there's going to be some delays in having those payments processed, um, but that is still possible. You can also do it through your online account. There's actually a payments button that'll allow you to pay uh, by debit card or through PayPal. Um, so there is a bunch of different options of how to pay. You can still send a check, but again, with the strike, there's going to be delays in having that processed. You also want to take some time to make a bit of a list. So how did tax season go for you? Um, what what slips were you trying to gather this year? Where did you get them from? What was the timing of the receipt of them? Take some time to kind of go back and review that and make a little list for yourself, a little um, reminder for future you for next tax season. Um, did it go good? Did it go bad? This is a great time to go and seek out some extra help and extra resources. So those are some of my thoughts um, coming out of tax season. I'm heading to Montreal soon for an amazing conference, the Senior Estates Conference, and I'm super excited. And if you want to see what I'm up to in Montreal, make sure to follow me on Instagram um, at tax.chick and you can see, see what I'm up to. I'm meeting up with some friends in Montreal too while I'm there and super excited to enjoy that beautiful city. Anyway, happy April 30th. Have an awesome week and thank you so much for tuning in. Please note that the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast episode belong solely to the speakers and are not necessarily the views of the speaker's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. In addition, the information provided and discussed in this podcast is not legal advice. We encourage you to consult with your legal advisor for specific advice.